we had some kind of some bad luck with our timing um, because if you go back and listen to our July episode that we did, or our special about Strange New Worlds, we were talking about how there isn't any new Star Trek news, I think is what we talked about. I think either that or maybe, maybe even we talked about it, we recorded it in July, like an episode that was going to come out in September, where we said that there wasn't any news, and then... Like a week after, yeah, very shortly after we recorded that, yeah, they were like, "All right, here's what's up: is there's going to be a new season of Lower Decks, and it's going to come out in August, and then there, here's the trailer for Picard season three, uh, and that's going to come out next year. Also, um, there's going to be uh, crossover episodes between Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Still, no word about." Uh, about Prodigy coming back, although I assume that because I mentioned it here, then it will we will have some news about that very soon. Yeah, we'll make this out of date. We can't talk about Lower Decks because Lower Decks is probably done. Yeah, by, by the, the time, time this episode yeah. comes out, and we'll have a special about it. And you can listen to us talk about it there. Um, I'm sure we thought it was great. Um, we can, I think, if we want to, talk a little bit about. Picard, because I think that will still be that that will not have have come out by the time that we. Yeah, I think that one said like that one. Did they have actual dates for that one, or were they just in like? I thought it was just like sometime next year, yeah. but I could be wrong. I think that's what it said. It's like sometime next year, and and really the like the Picard trailer was essentially just the cast announcement again, but like set to video. Yeah, like they all got like one little quote, and then you see all of them. Yeah. Which is like again, like they like they know their audience at this point. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they got me. Like I saw Worf, and I was like, "Oh, it's happening!" Uh, yeah. So happy about that to see him back. So. I hope they don't do something stupid like kill him or something like that. Like that. That seems to be like their play is that like they kill, they kill like one you know yeah. beloved uh, Star Trek character per season on on Picard. So. Rest in peace, hot Romulan sister. I was kind of like, no offense to um, the the actress who plays Raffi, um, but I was like, no one is here to see her. <laughs> like, 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 uh, what? Was like, she it's even like, in the? She was. In I believe it, right? so. I she think she, a, she's. She I, I think it's her seven, and then the TNG cast, the cast minus TNG. minus Wesley, which was also kind of that was a funny thing. And also, also, he, uh, no Brett Spiner. I don't think who presumably right, right, is right. playing. But he'll, I'm sure he'll be in it though. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, be. he'll be like some other. I but yeah, I, no offense to Michelle Hurd, but I was just, I was just like, because I think because I think it's just her seven and then like the the other cast and it's just like, I don't think there's like a lot of people who like, like, like I'm sure there are people who like her a lot who like Raffi a lot. Raffi is like not one of my favorite characters on that program, but but like, I was just like this this that's not who this is aimed at you know like, like <laughs> right. the people who like love raffi or not who this There's is for like, oh i was worried she wouldn't be back for this season yeah thank goodness but yeah i mean like uh i think i saw some people talking about this online i think like more observant people than i probably have like broken this down like what everybody is wearing too because seven is wearing a commander's uniform but then i think like multiple of the tng cast are wearing like captain's pips you know yeah um well because yeah because they're all a lot of them have already been established to be right like have become captains eventually yeah yeah not not everybody like 
Like, I don't think Worf was a captain the last time we saw him. Okay. But I'm pretty sure he's... I think Beverly is a captain at some point. Um, unless that's in, like, the, like, fake future from... Yeah, I think she's things. a captain in the fake future, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Jordy becomes a captain in, like, the can- canonical. Yeah, Jordy definitely is a captain in something. And obviously Riker does. And I don't, and I don't think, I don't think, um, Deanna is wearing Starfleet clothes from what I remember in the trailer. But yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure Beverly is only a captain in, like, the alternate, in the alternate future where, like, she and Picard got divorced. Um, I think. But she could become a captain because she has, she has command training, um. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not, not a lot to say about the about it other than that. Just it just it activated it. Like I want to pretend that I'm like above this stuff. Like when it's in Star Wars or whatever. But like I was just like, uh, yes, I want to see these characters yeah. again. Like doing the whole like Chris Evans pointing meme, or no Leonardo Dica- it's Leonardo DiCaprio pointing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie too. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, but. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I want it to be good. Like, I'm. We've definitely been like pretty harsh critics of like modern live action Star Trek, and so I'm not saying that I'm going to be like just bowled over by this because, like, as much as I loved seeing Q again, like, I think we definitely acknowledge that season two of Picard has like a lot of problems. But, but like, yeah, I was just like, especially just seeing. I have such a special place in my heart for Michael Dorn, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, oh, it's just so cool that like he gets to come back finally. Yeah. You know, after everyone else has kind of gotten a turn, everyone else except for like him and I guess um, LeVar Burton. Um, but uh, like he, and I think even he is like popped up in like, he's like in an episode of Voyager or something, I think. But like Worf, you know, after Nemesis, like Worf never to be seen again, you know. Yeah. Um, I think everybody else basically now, like, obviously, you know, that's another thing that we were like wrong about. I, I went on like this, this big long jag. Uh, like earlier oh, this year about, about how, how like, Will Wheaton wasn't coming back yeah. in Picard. Like, yeah, like the day before that episode aired. Yeah, he got his own scene in Picard where it's like, this is why he's not back. And it's because yeah. he's doing awesome stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, being the most Will Wheaton y he possibly can. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and I don't know. It'd be cool even if, like, you know, like they're they want to keep on rolling these shows out like as older ones end, and like this is going to be the last season of the show. Like, I'm curious what will happen. Um, oh, if it's going to like set up a like Worf and Jordy buddy cop show or something. Like, like wouldn't that be amazing if like, well, you know, like the, Michael Doran, he's always talked about how he he's been pitching them on a Captain Worf show for like years, and it's like, wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that will happen, but. But like, oh, I can dream, right? Like, like that sounds <laughs> ten million times better than that long gestating uh, Section Thirty One show, been... which is almost definitely going to have Ash Tyler in it. Yeah, and and like at this point, who knows whether they even have Michelle Yeoh in it, which would be like the reason to watch it. Yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we are talking about, is would you pronounce that Daedalus or Daedalus? I've, I don't know sure how to say it. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever known how to say it out loud. In my head, I've always pronounced it Daedalus, I think, but... Yeah, I think, well, that's what we're going to say. I don't know Greek. 
Yeah. This is uh, season four, episode 10 of Star Trek Enterprise. It's written by Ken Lezebnik and Michael Bryant, and it's directed by David Strayton. And the memory alpha synopsis is, the inventor of Earth's transporter comes aboard Enterprise for an experiment. I'm always curious who who writes these things, because sometimes they, like, give away the entire episode in the summary, and other times it's just, like, it's like the opening scene. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, this is a character that's in this episode. Yeah. Well, at the same time, like, I feel like, I think you might like this episode a little more than I did. I didn't, like, dislike it, but, like, I also just straight up forgot what it was. Like, I watched this, this episode. I usually watch all the episodes we do for the show. I watch them... Because we, we usually record two or three episodes at once, and so I, I will watch them like in the week prior to us talking about them. And we're actually doing three this time um, because there are three uh, weekends we're publishing in in October when this comes out. And and so I watched this one for various reasons first, and I so I watched it about like five days ago, and. I was pulling them up on Memory Alpha so I could like look at the the credits and stuff, um, and I was like, "What episode was this?" I I do I could not remember what it was, and then and then once I pulled it up, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's this one with the guy," and but I just could not remember it. It's it's not. I do feel like I couldn't even necessarily give you like a concrete example, but it is one of those episodes where I'm like, "They've done this basic thing before." I'm pretty sure. Like, mm-hmm. there's been. This feels like it's just an amalgam of, like, three other Star Trek episodes, kind of a more basic version of it, to me. Yeah. I I do feel like that effect you're talking about, for some reason, and I I don't know why exactly this is, but it seems to happen more often with... We're so mean to Enterprise, but it seems to happen more often with Enterprise than any other show, where I'm just like, okay, so we watched the episode about this, the episode about this, and then... I'm sure I watched another episode, but I can't tell you a single thing about it. Yeah. Like, any time there's an Enterprise episode, it like, will take me a while to remember what it was. Yeah, and once you, once you remind me, you're like, oh yeah, that one, and I can tell you. I mean, I can tell you, yeah. I could do the synopsis of this one. No, it's not like I don't remember it after I was like reminded of like what it was, but just like... Yeah, it but it's doesn't... not like... It, right, like the ones we watched this week, you're just like, oh yeah, we watched like the one where Janeway dies, or thinks she dies. We watched, like, the Deep Space Nine one where Odo solves a murder mystery. Spoilers for two weeks from now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then... And another one. We watched an we watched an and Enterprise I'm sure episode. I watched another, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as you see it, you're like, okay, yeah, it's the one with the guy with the transporter. and The guy who we were talking about this before the record, the guy, his name is Bill Cobbs, and he... We, we were both thought we recognized him in something, and I'm pretty sure what we recognized him in is he is... He is one of... Uh, Dick Van Dyke's henchmen in the United Museum movies. Yes. <laughs> so him and Mickey Rooney. Yep. Isn't it Mickey Rooney? Is it? Uh, is it actually? I'm not. I can't remember now. The other character is not in. Is not in. The, it's just Bill Bill Cobbs that's in this. Uh, so that just means he never appeared on Star Trek, or never appeared with someone else who appeared on Star. Well, Trek. Yeah, because I think yeah we we looked up we looked up the um him on, on Memory Alpha and if Dick Van Dyke or the other character. It, yeah, it is. At least in the first one, it's Mickey Rooney. Is yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, like angry so, yeah, guy. Yeah, so if if Mickey Rooney or Dick Van Dyke had been in a Star Trek episode, they would have said it in that Memory Alpha because that's like one of the fun things about Memory Alpha is if you look up on any actor, anytime they're in, they're in something with another actor who was in any episode of Star Trek, it can be like a one time guest star. Even yeah. they'll say they'll mention, oh, it was with like this guy who played this character 
Yeah, uh, like it, at one point, like they were, even if they weren't in like the same, like if they were both in like different episodes, like guest stars in like different episodes of CSI or something, it'll be like he appeared on CSI just like Jason Alexander that one time, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, so Bill Cobbs is the kind of featured guest star. Yeah, on this. Well, I thought did a good job. I like I thought he his performance was kind of the best he could do with what he was given. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was fine. Um, I, I didn't think he was bad. Yeah. That was because that's how I thought about this episode. Like, there's a whole, I was just like, fine, you know? Yeah, not not bad. Yeah, I think that's, I, I was trying to figure, like, place it somewhere between not bad and, like, pretty good. Maybe fine is the right the right point on that spectrum. Yeah, and, you know, he's accompanied by his daughter, uh, Danica Erickson, who's played by Leslie Silva. She's also fine. Uh, mm-hmm. She's wearing a crazy outfit. I don't know if you, like, when she comes on the ship, she's wearing the most brown outfit I've ever seen in my whole life. And they're all, like, very, very, very slightly different shades of brown. But she's wearing, like, dark brown pants and a dark brown blazer over a dark brown turtleneck. It's very weird looking. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can start talking about it, but yeah. I, I don't think this is a bad episode. I just was kind of like, I was like, I've seen this. I, 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 just, I just know I've seen this, you know, in some form or another. Yeah. Um, so this episode, it starts out with them sort of establishing that this guy named Emery Erickson, who essentially invented the transporter, is going to be, like, coming aboard and basically using Enterprise to run some sort of experiment on transporters. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of this, like, I don't know if, like, celebrity is the right word, or just, like, he's, like, a famous scientist because he invented, like, a important... Like, it'd be if, like, I don't know, Thomas Edison, but, like, someone who's still alive. Um, I can't think of any good examples that... But, yeah, like, he is this just this kind of, like, this famous inventor who, like, made this thing that changed things. And so, like, Tucker is very excited to meet him and, and kind of starstruck. But he, like, apparently is, they were just family friends with Archer growing up. Like, him and Archer's dad were really good friends. And so, like, Archer and uh, Danica kind of grew up together and played together in that. Um, and he kind of thinks of Emery Erickson as being this sort of, like, almost, like, second father type person to him. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of sit and have dinner Emery Erickson is talking basically about how what he's working on is a sort of different type of transporter that essentially can transport almost anywhere in the universe. Like basically like the spore drive of transporters, essentially. Yeah, I was thinking about um, the thing that Scotty invents in the first Abrams Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Um, the basically kind of what they talk, what what they sort of say is like, well, if we're like, if we do succeed in this, you will just never need, like, spaceships anymore. Because you could just go anywhere immediately. And he talks about how, like, he kind of gives this whole speech about how, like, no one believed in me when I, like, was first going to do, like, trying to make the transporter. And like, no one understood it. And just kind of, like, how hard it is to be a genius. And, you know, like, he's like, I made all these sacrifices. But the important thing is that, like, I was right and I won. And you kind of get this sense of this guy who, like... Yeah, it wasn't easy for him, and, like, he did an incredible thing, but has, like, a degree of, such a degree of, like, hubris associated with that, and, like, 
maybe that is why he succeeded, but also you kind of immediately know that then the episode is going to be like him that then ends up getting him into trouble. Well, this is one little thing I found kind of irritating about this episode because this is, this ends up not really being like that important to like the plot of the of the episode, but like he's basically like I remember when people like were telling me that it was like a bad idea and it was dangerous and and like but like those people were wrong like those people were stupid like I, I ended yeah. up being right in the end and I'm like those people were correct like, like like I'm not saying that you should never use a transporter to transport people but like it's like we've seen many episodes. Uh, of Star Trek about how the transporter is dangerous and like people can get stuck in it and I mean like that that's what has happening in this episode like his one of his sons and he he yeah. even says at one point like a lot of people sacrificed their lives to get this to work and it's like well then clearly it was dangerous like and it is yeah. dangerous like it's like why are you pretending like this isn't a big deal cuz like clearly it is and like that there's i think a legitimate question that can be had about what kinds of technological advances are worth what amount of like collateral damage, you know, I think that like there's, there's a legitimate question about that, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take an airplane, you know, to somewhere next weekend. And obviously people have died in airplanes and I'm not saying that that means you shouldn't make airplanes or fly in them, but it's just like him being like, uh, people making a big fuss. Yeah. Over all these worry like, well, clearly they weren't like, it, yeah. but anyway, that's just like a little, they, they never like really come back to that. That's not, it was just kind of takes it as a given that he's right about that. It's, it's how it feels to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. But yeah. And so then they start doing these tests with the transporter and like he is acting kind of suspicious. Like there's a scene where. He's acting extremely extre- suspicious. Yeah, okay. Fine. Extremely suspicious. Cause there's a scene where like him and Tucker are working on like setting up the test and he's like, oh, you know, we'll need more power, so I just need to install, like, this little power converter onto, like, the engine. It sounds like it sounds like he's, like, going to, like, plug it onto, like, the warp core or something. Yeah. Um, and Tucker's just like, okay, I can do that for you. And, and Emery Erickson's just like, no, I like to do it myself. And Tucker's just like, I mean, it's my ship. I, like, don't want just, like, some random person plugging a thing into it if I don't even get to look at it. And he's just like, no. I like to do it myself. And, he, and he's like, and, and also, like, I got permission to from Starfleet to be in charge, to be, like, your boss. Yeah. So you have to listen to me. And then, like, Tucker's like, okay. I, I will say, this episode, I actually, like, I don't know whether I appreciated it or resented it for making me, like, empathize with Tucker, I think, more than I ever have in any other episode yes, of the show. Yes, I feel like Tucker is the only, like, it, it very much is one of those, like, Tucker's the only reasonable person in this whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, like he, because because like he, like to his credit, like immediately is like, all right, well, clearly he's up to some yeah. nonsense. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're being extremely suspicious, and yeah, yeah. There, there's just kind of this like awkward like stare down between them where Tucker is just like, what is what is going on? Like, what are you yeah. trying to do? Why are you being suspicious about this? <laughs> and he's just like, I'm just a nice old man. Yeah, let me plug this thing into your ship. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he's like clearly you're up to something. Like yeah, yeah, and then he spends kind of the rest of the episode being like he's up to no good, and Archer being like, but I like him. And Archer gets like real angry at him too. Like, yeah, I, I know. Like Archer I was like, gets out of care. I mean, I guess I say this every time Archer gets angry because I just don't picture Scott Bakula as being anything other than like jokey and that. But yeah, yeah. like Archer gets like out yeah. of character, like real angry at Tucker. Anytime he brings up, like, I don't think we should be helping this guy. 
It's like he should apologize to Tucker at the end because like Tucker because Tucker is like this guy is not being trustworthy and then also Tucker is right because like uh, at least one or two people die at least one person yeah one on person dies and I think dies. Paul like almost dies but then is fine because yeah so like they they do this test like Tucker gets is, keeps getting more and more suspicious and then there's a weird like creepy power fluctuation in a part of the ship and you see this kind of ghost-like thing materialize and I guess doesn't attack a crewman, but like a crewman like passes through a crewman and the crewman dies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, he got bombarded with del- delta wave radiation or something. And they're like, well, that's a real suspicious thing to happen. And Emery's is just like, yep, that sure is weird. Must have nothing to do with whatever I'm doing. Let's keep doing our tests. Yeah. And there's a couple scenes before and after this where um, it's just Emery and Danica like in their quarters, and Danica keeps being like, "We have to tell the captain he'll help us, but like this is dangerous. Like it's not fair for us not to like be lying to him." And Emery's just like, "No, like Starfleet would never let me do this. You know, we have to keep it a secret." Uh, but like, I can't remember why does he think Starfleet won't do this? This because, is the like, thing that made no sense to me. Is first of all, like, why he thinks Starfleet won't let him, and also like what exactly his plan was. Because so so what ends up coming out and, and like this weird thing happens again and like blows up part of the ship and hits to Paul's like the end of to Paul's hand or something like that and so they're like she doesn't die but they're able to you know like fix her up in sick bay but yeah like blows out a power converter on the ship and basically like he ends up telling Archer that when he was first trying to develop this new transporter that can go anywhere in the galaxy. Like, his son was going to test it and got, like, stuck in the pattern buffer or whatever. So, like, his signal is just kind of, like, floating out there in space. And so what he's trying to do is actually not, like, do tests with this thing. He's trying to, like, scan and, like, find his son's signal and lock onto it and, like, bring him back. And he's just like, but Starfleet would never let me do it if they knew that's what I was trying to do. And I was just like, "What? why? Why wouldn't they? It sounds like they would. <laughs> as soon as they find out what he's trying to do, then Archer is like, well, I mean, we're already out here. He might as well do it. Like, so it yeah. seems like it's not really that big of a problem. But yeah, like I couldn't figure out why. Like if you just went to Starfleet and were just like, there's a person who's like stuck in the transporter and I want to like go and find him and pull him out of the transporter. Like why would they be like, no, that's yeah. dangerous. I mean, like maybe it is dangerous. I guess if it's just like that the original, like he shouldn't have been doing the original experiment in the first place. Yeah, I think that's, I think that is what it is. If I'm recalling correctly, I think he's just like, they think they would think it was too dangerous, but like they do stuff like that all the time. Like, yeah. And also like at this point, like, like why would they not like try to rescue this person that's stuck out there? Like he makes it sound like, well, like they'll just like leave him out there forever unless I, save him and it's just like no i think they would help try to help you like safely get him back if they could mm-hmm. yeah I, I never figured out like why he thought starfleet wouldn't let him do this and he had to like lie about like oh no i'm doing tests with my dangerous transporter <laughs> yeah um and then also like i don't know how he th- w- expected this to play out because like the only time they actually start making progress is like after 
kind of Archer finds out what's happening, and then he's like, okay, so we like, you know, like the next time that he shows up, we'll scan him and be able to lock onto him, and then we'll be able to like activate, go down to the transporter and activate the transporter because it'll be locked onto him and like pull him out. And it's just like, how did he expect to do all of that himself, like without the Archer knowing about it? Like it, it seems kind of like his his plan depended on eventually Archer figuring it out. Or remember, he just like he was just hoping he would get him out, and then like, and then suddenly there's like a guy on the ship. Be like, oh, what do what do you know? Like, what a coincidence! Yeah, like, my son's here. <laughs> my son just happens to be here on your ship in this area of space where there's nothing around. I guess so. That's another thing with this episode that they're in an area of space called the Barrens, which is like yeah. this. He ends up saying it's because it was like a weird like fold in space time or something. But like, there's no like it's this like vast portion of space where there's no like stars or planets or anything. It's just like empty space. I love when they when they talk about like space like it's not space, or they're just like, (laughs) yeah, this is this we call this kind of space the Grand Canyon, you know, or whatever. This is the outback of space. Yeah. So they Archer ends up figuring it out and then deciding to help him do this thing anyways. Um, and that's when Tucker gets like real upset about it and was just like, no, like we've already had a person on our crew die. Like we shouldn't be like still just out here. Like, cause essentially what they, they're like waiting for this thing that killed a crewman to like show up again so that they can scan it and lock onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tucker's like, no, this is dangerous. And Archer gets real mad at him and it's just like, no, he's my friend. And like, there's a guy that we have to save. Um, we have to save his son because his son is also my friend. Well, it may see. It makes sense that he would want to save him, but like I, I think that like Trucker is right that that guy's not trustworthy, and he's like, why do you keep on like working with him? Like, yeah, that's the part where Tucker's right about. You know, it's like, yeah, like he's clearly been like shady this whole time, and so now you're just suddenly like, okay, well, we'll just help you do whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. And even with, like, at one point, Tucker basically says that, like, Archer is making his decisions just based on his, like, personal feelings for this family and not thinking about what's best for his ship. And Archer, like, accuses him of mutiny, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, it just gets very... Archer gets real, real touchy about it. Yeah, and like I said, like, the the one time I've ever felt, like, sorry for Trip on... Or like felt like I agreed with him or anything on on, on the show so far. So yeah, in that way, congratulations, Enterprise. <laughs> good, you, good job. You got me. Um, yeah, and so they lock onto him and at the transporter, like trying to pull him out. And there's kind of this tense thing where they keep, you know, Emery and Tucker are both like working and making adjustments and trying to get him. And Flox is like scanning him, and essentially they can't get a strong enough signal to get him, and he they end up getting him but then he like is essentially like about to die he kind of well he kind of does the thing that um what episode of was it in cat's paw we were they beam that guy back and then he just like falls over and he's dead like it's like yeah. it's, it's similar to that like he has a little bit more time to yeah be alive. he, he kind of like looks at his dad and is just like what's happening and then, <laughs> and he's, then dead, he's dead yeah. and then yeah what even happened so then basically after that like then uh emery is like well, I'm glad we got him because it's better to be dead or alive than to be stuck in a tr- transporter pattern. Yeah. And then... And then he's like, I'll probably go to jail for this. 
Yeah. And then that's like... And that's it. And I guess there's... So apparently there's also... I forgot about this. Oh, you're talking about... There, yeah, there's also like the subplot that Tucker and T'Pol were like working things out or something. Yeah, or like gonna, going yeah. on a break. Because basically... So this happens... Because this is only a few episodes after the one we watched a little bit ago. Awakening, I think it was called. The one where they like go to Vulcan and... Like, T'Pol meets her mom, and then her mom dies, and then they kind of find out. Because the Kirshara, like, the, she's talking about the Kirshara in this, which I think is the the thing that Archer, like, that Surak helps Archer find, right? Uh, yeah, 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 this is not very long after So this that, is all yeah. kind of as part of, like, the fallout from that whole plot arc. Um, that basically, like, T'Pol is kind of, kind of rethinking a lot of things, both, like, from losing her mom and then she's like reading these like kind of teachings of Surak and sort of rethinking her philosophy in that. So every now and then Tucker will kind of come up to her and be like, how are you doing? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah. She's reading the Klingon Bible or the Vulcan Bible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like basically they decide to like kind of take a break from whatever relationship they had while she finds herself. Um, yeah. I feel like we've seen several episodes of season four of Enterprise at this point, and they all, they all, all so many of them just like have like a scene or two with with those two characters where either they're about to go on a break or they're about to get back together, or uh-huh. like one of them leaves or one of them's coming back, or yeah, you know, there's just always like something going on. Yeah. And then in the last episode of the show, he beefs it, I guess. Apparently, you know, allegedly. So. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm I apologize. I don't have like a ton to say about this one. Yeah, I just like it reminded me of like the Barkley episode where he gets stuck in the transporter pad. It reminded me of Vanishing Point where she gets stuck in the transporter pad. Like we've had a lot of episodes about like people getting stuck in the beam patterns, and then and we've they've also yeah. had episodes where it's like a guy from Starfleet is like clearly on the ship to do something. Yeah, something other than just like run a routine test. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it didn't make me think of, like, a specific, I was like, oh, it was like this, but it was like, I just have seen it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, not, not bad, not bad, but we've, we've seen, we've seen better Enterprise episodes, and I'm starting to get curious, we, we've seen so many Enterprise episodes now, that I'm really kind of wondering, like, how my Enterprise watch-through is going to be, because I think that's what I'm going to do after I get done oh, with when you finish Voyager. Voyager. Yeah. Is I think we're gonna start watching Enterprise, but we're not gonna watch. I think we probably will rewatch some of these, and, and I, I only watch some of these with my wife. So anything we haven't watched with together, I'll watch again. But like, mm-hmm. but it's like some of these we don't we won't need to rewatch, and this one we probably don't need to rewatch it because it's like it doesn't really have anything to do with like the ongoing story, other than just that like Tapala's like thinking about getting more spiritual. Yeah, know? unless like, you like really need to follow the. Like whether or not to Tucker and T'Pol are on a break at any given point. Yeah, time. and I don't, I don't think I will have that need. I, I think <laughs> I think I'll probably be good on that aspect of it. You know, unless anything could change, like I could get really invested in one of the other of them. Uh, but I feel like I won't. I feel like I won't at this point. But I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't as much into DS Nine as I ended up being when I finally started watching it. So that's fair. I, I don't, I don't want to completely prejudge, but. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We come out every other week. Uh, so in two weeks, we're going to be back and talking about uh, Improbable Cause, part one, which is 
DS9 Season 3, Episode 20. And um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts, or you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is That's Not a Science Works, which is a science pop culture podcast. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So check out any of those folks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.